you slide on a headset and see nothing but pitch black around you. Within moments, a flurry of pixels whiz by your head. Magical mountains, soaring eagles, and lakes all poof into existence around you. You're blown away. Where could you possibly be? You're at a head-mounted destination. Hello and welcome to Head-Mounted Destinations. I'm your host with the most, Carlos, and alongside me is my co-host, Matt. Matt, say hello. Hello. Today, <laughs> we are talking about Oculus Hand Tracking. And through Oculus Hand Tracking, the magical titles Elixir and Waltz of the Wizard. Um, so yeah, we played some Oculus hand tracking stuff, and we want to like check it out and tell you guys more about it. We picked these titles because they both have hand tracking and they're both kind of magical. Um, so naturally, for this episode, we're looking specifically at these on the Oculus Quest because it has the beta hand tracking integration. Yeah, so the Oculus uh, beta hand tracking or the Oculus hand tracking that's in beta. It currently can be used in the menus, and it can be used for some apps. In the menus, I sort of like it. In games, we'll get more into that. But uh, when it comes to just sort of finger tracking and hand tracking in VR in general, I was expecting something along the lines of something that was like kind of smooth but maybe not all the way there like i have a lot of experience with the xbox connect and like a little bit of playstation iToy, and i was sort of expecting the hand tracking to kind of be more like that i think i think if anything i st- i sort of built up a tolerance to clunky tech thanks to my forgiveness for the connect during its heyday yeah the previous experience i had had was with the leap motion not to be confused with the magic leap uh, which is an AR headset. But the, the leap motion is like this sort of puck that's like one inch by four inches. Um, it's almost like a tiny, it's almost like a tiny, tiny version of like the Ghostbusters like backpack that they shoot out, right? To, that, to capture yeah, the ghost. It's like just this yeah, little yeah, thing. Yeah, the trap. Yeah, that's the trap, yeah. Like. Um, and it, that, so that reads a um, depth field in front of it. Uh, and it was originally i think designed as like a desktop interface but people started slapping them on the front of uh vr headsets pretty early on and messing around with hand tracking so i'd seen a little bit with that and the quest tracking is very similar you know it uses the the cameras um that it uses for inside out tracking and figures out this depth field and then the second part is there's an algorithm that generates the hand skeleton based on that depth field and that's sort of where the magic is in all of these. And sets so like Leap Motion, Oculus all have their proprietary special algorithm for figuring out how is your hand posed based on this basic depth information and other visual information. And I think the Oculus one, it's it's decent. It you can definitely see where it fails. Yeah, I started to notice some issues with the Oculus hand tracking. Probably the most uh, pronounced issue was with the ring finger specifically i don't know why but uh if you have your palm facing away from you and you go to curl your ring finger the oculus hand tracking just doesn't seem to understand uh i'm Mm -hmm. i'm guessing because of the depth map thing maybe your hand is blocking what like the signal that it needs to actually pick up that your finger is curled on the other side of your hand but that was the one thing that like consistently like didn't work if i had my palm facing me and i curled my fingers then they all curled appropriately and it did feel cool so to get into the actual like first impressions using the hand tracking at first looked and kind of felt cool um it like you see your hands you're able to like wiggle your fingers and see them wiggle individually for the most part the tracking was looking kind of like smooth um I did notice that like most of the time when I stretched my hand like fully away in front of me that the hand tracking would get lost. So I'm guessing Mm -hmm. there's some sort of like distance. There's some sort of distance maximum maybe on those depth readers. Um, But well, and I mean, so that really gets into like the issue with hand tracking, uh, at least using this method, which is like, it, it works so well when you're first introduced to it because 
when the first thing you do when you're testing out hand tracking is you look at your hands, you wiggle your fingers, and that works perfectly. But the problem is that it's using these cameras and like 80% of what you want to do with your hands, your hands are facing away from you. And so all of your fingers are in line with each other and occlude your hand occludes your fingers. And also you're not putting, you don't work with your hands in your field of view. You work with your hands below your field of view most of the time and it can't track your hands there. So that's one of the biggest issues is it falls apart once you start trying to do stuff naturally with your hands. I'll also add that with this particular implementation, it's not so noticeable when you're just testing it out by wiggling your fingers. When you actually start trying to do stuff, there is a noticeable amount of lag. I thought it was something in the range of like 150 milliseconds, and I looked it up. They say 80 milliseconds in the documentation. Interesting. I don't know how true that is. But at least in the menu, it, it works relatively well just for interacting with the interface um it has that single pinch uh motion where you do your forefinger and, and thumb together the pointer on the menu is from your head through your hand so not where you're pointing but the line drawn from your eyes through your hand oh interesting from your eyes through your hand well so it's so it's not based on like you can imagine an interface where you hold out your index finger and use that as like a pointer on a menu. where And there it would be your wrist. But in the Oculus menu, it's you move your hand around in order to move the pointer over the uh, UI. Mm, oh, okay, okay. You know, it works well on that interface. One of the upsides is you don't have to use your controllers. And so it's a lot easier to get set up because you have to you don't have to pick up your controllers after putting on the headset. You just put on the headset and then you can go. Yeah, um, it's it's very it's interesting. I don't know if it's as mind blowing as let me take a step back. Yes, it is interesting. The feeling of like starting up VR and using it without controllers. But I don't know if it has that same impact or like that sort of like aha moment of putting on a wireless headset mm. like like the controllers didn't really controllers don't necessarily feel like a limitation whereas say the tether is i guess like the tether is stopping you from turning 360 right whereas the controllers are just maybe abstracting how you interact with the world but removing the controllers I'm tempted to say takes away more from the experience than having controllers. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be useful to clarify in terms of degrees of freedom where with the controller you have, you know, your position and rotation and then also the joysticks, which are two degrees of freedom as well as a couple of digital degrees of freedom. You've got the trigger, you've got the grip, like that's a lot you can do. And you've got the haptic feedback, which is a channel in the other direction. Yep. And like hands, you've got position and rotation and like different shapes of your hands and like gestures. But as we get into the discussing the games, I think it'll become clear that that's maybe not this, the same in terms of channeling player intent. Yeah. Something I did want to add as a note is that like the actually switching to and from hand tracking seems easy enough although it's not very like binary um so uh, for anyone listening who like has not given this a try yet uh in order to activate hand tracking you just simply put the controllers down somewhere and then uh kind of move your hands in front of the headset and and wait or well in front of your face and wait for the headset to start tracking your hands and it does so pretty quickly um but that interaction I just mentioned where you need to take off your controllers and then, you know, get a feel for when this thing like turns on. Uh, I probably would prefer something more some 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 type of option, I guess. Like I would like that as a safety net, but some binary switch that says like controller input versus hand input um, would probably be nice. Uh, I think that might in some cases help avoid the issue I ran into starting up one of these games, which was I had controllers, I started it up and then the game told me, 
like you can't play this with controllers and I ended up having to restart the game with my controllers completely away from me so that the hand tracking was active and the game would play properly. I think that's probably an issue with the Oculus platform in general where they have this very um apple-esque paradigm of like oh it just it just works but they sacrifice any sort of transparency or visibility into what's actually happening so like there's no feedback about how tracked the controllers are or like when that switch is going to happen so you just sort of have to like do this ritual to make it work yeah the ritual of just like quickly opening and closing your hands right in front of the headset yeah it just creates for like a weird moment uh, but VR is growing and the hand tracking uh, has gotten better since it was first introduced uh, I've definitely noticed that both with the Oculus Link and the Oculus hand tracking that improvements uh, have been made over months of them collecting whatever data they collect uh, as for the lag thing that you mentioned I I didn't notice that in the menu but I definitely did notice that in uh, one of the titles that we're going to get into shortly so let's talk about the games we tried out with the hand tracking um we tried out two magically themed games uh one titled elixir and one titled waltz of the wizard we will be talking about elixir for now and we'll move on to waltz next um elixir is a free-to-play whimsical linear experience where you take on the role of a sorceress's apprentice and interact with the environment using your hands to perform duties for the sorceress. Uh, this thing overall, I think it took me about 10 minutes. Uh, I recorded I recorded like two separate playthroughs of it. Um, <clears throat> and both times it took about 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes, depending on how fast you interact with everything. And uh, my thoughts on it were that it was, it was mildly fun to do once. Um, it's... A good enough demo to show friends and family people who aren't in the VR like you could show it to them and they you know might be impressed um, as for the hand tracking though I I don't know how I don't think I liked it too much like I want to say I don't know how much fun I had but the answer to that question is probably like a four to five out of ten yeah personally I didn't gain much value from it like I I don't even know if it's if it's right to use the word fun like the game for being a hand tracking demo ostensibly does not actually use the in, like the inherent aspects that are unique to hand tracking very much at all uh, it's interesting to hear you say that because the the locomotion I think most of the interactions, by the way, outside of the locomotion, I agree with fully. Like, they were very... For the most part, it seemed very basic. Uh, like, the interactions throughout this experience uh, were typically, like, press, hold, hold or press your hand against this game object, and then once it's there for X seconds, something will happen. Or, like, squeeze your hand, like, make your hand into a fist around this object, and that would, like, trigger you mm -hmm. to grab it or whatever. Or make a pinching motion. Or make a pinching yeah. motion, yeah. Uh, that stuff... That stuff, I agree. Like, that felt very sort of straightforward VR. Like, it's not super unique to hand tracking. Like, this could easily be done with controllers. While a little finicky, I think the the locomotion method was where they were really thinking, like, how do we mess with hands and how do we utilize them? Um, so just for those listening in, uh, the way you move around in Elixir is by uh, putting your hands together, not like clasping them together, but trying to make essentially a triangle where the base is your two thumbs touching and the uh, upper point is formed by your two index fingers touching. Um, and then your the rest of your fingers are curled, so you're making this triangle that you can with your hands that you could see through, and then you pinch the center of the triangle over where you want to teleport. Now, all that being said, the <clears throat> the special hand gesturing in order to do things was cool, and I will follow up on that thought in Waltz of the Wizard because we see a lot more of that in that title, but. 
for Elixir, it seems like the only special hand gesturing that they had was the locomotion. Everything else was either open your hand or close your hand. Yeah. I mean, to me, the, the locomotion gesture, like, it, here, here's my, my issue. It doesn't do anything that you couldn't do with a controller. And also, it's not something I actually do with my hands in real life. So it's just an abstraction that's, like, designed to work within the interface constraints. So, like, it's creative, but what is the point, ultimately? Like, what does the fact that it's hand tracking really afford me as a user over something else? And that sort of also gets into my issue uh, more abstractly with it, which is, ideally, if I'm using my hands, I want to feel like I'm using my hands in this space. But all the interactions are like, there's this big bubble around your hands, and if that bubble collides with the trigger in the world then the thing happens and it's like the most obvious things there's like a, a water spout where you clean your hands off mm-hmm. but like your hands don't interact with the water spout there's like a little particle effect that plays when your hands have magic on them and then you wash the magic off yeah a little sp- like weird sp- splash spout effect plays but like when you run your clean hands through the water it does not react at all yeah it's like People run water over their hands every day. How do you get that wrong? Like, if you're going to put that interaction in the game, make it, like, reality, right? Yeah. It's virtual reality. Cover like it should... all your edge cases is what you're saying. Yeah. And that's what we try to drive in a lot whenever we talk about interactions is, like, if you're going to allow the player this freedom, make sure that you actually flesh out that freedom and it's not just... a. You know, if the freedom's not fleshed out, it becomes gimmicky, which is what you saw with the hand. Like, it only reacted to one very bespoke type of use case. And then the moment you put that other use case to the test, it broke the facade of everything. Um, So, like, I I agree. You touched on something um, that I noted in my playthrough, which was... Like, compare and contrast uh, Waltz of the Wizard to Elixir. Um, Elixir has these, has a small number of bespoke interactions, I guess. Um, in some cases, like, if you even want to call it that. But basically, like, re- I guess reactions is more the word. Um, like, mm-hmm. putting your hand underwater, how does it react? Oh, well, if I have magic, then it just simply removes the magic off my hand, the visual indicator's off. But if I put it under there with a normal hand, it doesn't act as if my hand is there. In Waltz of the Wizard, for uh, in Waltz of the Wizard, that would most likely be handled, at least from what I played in there. Uh, but anyway, back to Elixir. Something less on the hand tracking side, more on just the app itself uh yeah there was just a very low number of interactions to have in this experience um i had the expectation that there would be more to tinker and play with because the because the literal like the the experience itself and the play space are so small that uh i don't know and like i was i was expecting more depth because of the lack of like time i guess mm-hmm. and i definitely think i got that way more with waltz of the wizard getting back to the hand tracking the hand tracking in elixir didn't really wow me uh, it at most i could call it cute in regards to hand tracking like if i wanted to if i wanted to sell someone on the hand tracking being an actual like realistically useful application i would not show them elixir because it doesn't utilize that stuff to its fullest and even then it the lack of haptic feedback due to not having controllers uh really like hinders a lot of the tactility and the presence of the world yeah but if i wanted some if i if somebody was like oh man vr kind of sounds cool and i think i would be interested in checking it out then I would say, oh, okay, this is kind of whimsical. Plus, if you want to try something that's like a little cool, but maybe not fully there, then try it with your hands. But it cer- this certainly wouldn't be anything that I'm like, yes, quality seal. Uh, it, it it has 
some quality to it but i'm not giving it like nintendo seal of approval all my friends need to go play this the one time where the interaction felt fully natural the hand tracking interaction is when i had to grab the pen and sign my name even though like when i the detection for when it was on paper you know was hit and miss so my name looked completely like garbage at grabbing the quill and seeing my fingers like actually you know match my pose as i'm writing that felt cool that felt and actually looked cool and like satisfying more so than anything else in the rest of that demo and i think it's because like grabbing a pen is inherently more like hand slash digit focused or maybe it's precision like it's it's more of a this needs to be done by a hand than a simple press your hand here or hold your hand under water which is what most of the demo is yeah that's a very astute observation the the pen interaction has some sort of different quality to it yeah i don't know quite how to characterize it but it's it's something where if you had it if you did that with a controller it just would not feel the same yeah exactly um yeah my overall impression is of elixir this is maybe a little harsh but i would almost call it like an anti-demo okay it's like what if you designed something to show people that made them completely lose interest in a feature oh wow (laughs) like i just it's it's baffling to me because all the things that you think about, you're like, hand tracking, that seems cool. Oh, here's a demo for hand tracking. And you play it and you're like, wow, that didn't execute on any of the things that I thought were cool about hand tracking. And even as an introduction to VR, it's like the the fact that the world is so non-reactive, it's very off-putting. Um, I definitely wouldn't recommend this to anyone. It's maybe a little harsh. Like, it's very well made in terms of the polish and the art, the effects, the, like, progression through uh, and the character of it. But it's just not compelling, at least to me. That's an interesting take. I, I haven't... I didn't think it was bad enough or, say, underwhelming enough. I feel like for... in in the case that you're explaining it's underwhelming it's not so much that it's bad it's just underwhelming yeah okay so it's (laughs) that's very interesting so you think elixir is so underwhelming that it would just turn people off potentially okay so at the very least it would turn people off from the finger tracking but at the worst case scenario it turns them off to vr because they think it's boring and just unreactive yeah. Um I mean I'm I'm kind of inclined to agree although I did visually like what was there I definitely could see it I could see someone being bored like and me freaking out like while they're in the headset hoping that they like VR. Yeah. And I think that stands in contrast to Waltz of the Wizard if we want to talk about that. Oh yeah, totally. Now we will be talking about Waltz of the Wizard. Uh, This originally started as a free-to-play, I believe it was a free-to-play VR demo uh, where you mixed, Mm -hmm. uh, you would have a cauldron in front of you and then three uh, plates of components uh, that you could mix up in the cauldron to make different spells that would allow the player to manipulate their environment. That has since been expanded upon uh added some spells added oculus hand tracking features added a new level and called waltz of the wizard extended edition which cost uh i believe ten dollars on the oculus store so matt and i uh we decided to grab our broomsticks and ride into the magical world of waltz of the wizard and try it out uh with hand tracking and or controllers uh we definitely tried it out with hand tracking um, at some point, I had to use controllers because I just genuinely was running into too much friction with the current technical stability of Oculus hand tracking. Yeah, I think it's telling, like, we both ended up switching to controllers. Um, I did it much faster than you did. 
like there are features that are unique to hand tracking in this where you can make gestures your hands that have super overpowered spells and that kind of thing but it's just like not as fun to play with the hand tracking because you're struggling with the interface you're either fighting with the user interface or you are fighting with the hand tracking itself like trying to register your gesture so like one of the things um, that we touched upon just a moment ago is that a lot of things were added to Waltz of the Wizard for the extended edition. Oculus hand tracking was one of them. And in that they, it's nothing new you unlock. Like you have access to all of these hand tracking abilities, uh, but it's basically a, a mini demo for everything or for a lot of things that Oculus hand tracking could do. Uh, so, um, like when you're in your wizarding room with the cauldron and stuff, uh, for those of you who haven't played, when you're in this room, you look to your left and you see a uh, picture frame. And on in this picture frame is a moving picture. Uh, and it's telling you all the different hand poses you can make to do things. So um, if I recall correctly, some of these spells were like you could snap your fingers and it would make something just vanish. So basically Thanos snap being an ability. Uh, you could do the devil fingers or like the devil horn fingers on its side and it would extend your fingers and turn them into a slingshot that you then like grab the spirit ball with your other hand. And of course you can perform all the regular things you do with controllers with your hands like grabbing stuff. Yes, um, so speaking of that, of grabbing stuff, let's talk about the the thing you can't grab, but easily has the best reactionary tech in it, <laughs> like the <Yeah>. water. <laughs> the yeah, I think this is really the like standout point, um, at least in terms of demonstrating how cool it is to have a world, a virtual world, react to you. Yeah. Is the the uh, there's like a basin of water in front of you. Um, and the water surface is pretty uh, simulated in, in a lot of detail. So, and when you're running with finger tracking, you can like dip in individual fingers or like move your hand through it, and it the splashes and ripples move as if your actual hand was in actual water. It's very remarkable. Yeah, I. It is like it's it's something that on a visual level it feels small, but when you know like on a technical level, what goes into making that possible. It seriously, it, it, I, I'm just like, I'm just like, wow. Like, I hope this, I hope this wasn't too hard to put together. Like, I know it's the cauldron and it's like the main thing you're interacting with, but there's so much else to this product that, <laughs> that like just the water, the water effect, the water effects really good. And yeah, like Matt said, you could dip your finger, you could individually dip your fingers and see it ebb and like ripple out. Like, according to that and that was great and it contrasts like so much to everything else with the hand tracking in that game because it just doesn't track well enough to be cons to be good feeling consistency for gameplay yeah so like when we talk about the water the, the moment I dip my index finger into the water, it like it ripples out from the index finger. I dip other fingers in, boom, it's like reacting appropriately. And you're like, whoa, like this is with hand tracking, especially like you don't have the haptic feedback. You can't feel you can't feel the rumble of like water or whatever. And obviously you can't feel rushing water. But somehow with even with that lack of haptic feedback that killed a lot of things in elixir for me that water in the cauldron was still entertaining as hell to play with i mean i think it's a it's a great example of how just a little bit of interactivity and like making the world into a bit of a toy can add so much to an experience you can't even really do anything with the water like there's no point to yep. it but it it adds a surprising amount to the experience um, I think it's also worth noting that there's sort of a big overarching looming issue with the, the hand tracking, especially for playing with Waltz of the Wizard, which is, you know, you can grab things, but then if your hand, if it loses tracking with your hand, your hand disappears along with the object that you're holding. And then when you're, when it reestablishes tracking with your hand, it reappears with the object, but this happens 
much more frequently than you might expect. And so it means that it's really hard to do anything with an object that you're holding. Yes. Um, um, interesting. I did have a lot of that when I would grab something and then suddenly my hand just the, the tracking would stop. And I thought it was my lighting. Uh, so half of this experience has been me running an experiment for Oculus hand tracking. Like I played this game at like darkest night with my with my lamps on. Uh, with various levels of lighting, like desk lighting, lamp lighting, whole room lit, uh, and then actually playing it during the daytime and then playing it like with controllers in both of those environments to get a feel for everything. And the hand tracking, grabbing stuff felt, I, th I, think, I think holding stuff felt horrible. Like poking and prodding stuff, that was okay. Grabbing stuff, though, like like you said, uh, so often, so so way too often, would my hand tracking just like stop detecting that I'm like holding something, and it would just drop from my hands, and then I would bend down to reach over and pick it up, and the hand tracking still wouldn't work at that point because now I'm stretching my hand out too far from the sensors to pick up this object off the floor well speaking on the uh dropping or like the hand disappearing and that causing issues with holding objects i looked it up and so the way that the uh, api works for apps is there's two variables there's is tracked and there's hand confidence hand confidence is either low or high and is tracked is either true or false and there's a vrc which is a guideline that you have to satisfy in order to get into the app store uh and that's you have to hide the hands if tracking confidence is low and i suspect although i have no way of confirming that in the oculus menu they do something or like they have access to it at a lower level and so you can still use your hands even at a lower confidence but in games like that confidence will slip between low and high fairly frequently and every time it goes low your your hand has to disappear and they, you know they decided it takes the object with it when it disappears um and then that value takes a little while to return to high once your hand is back in view which is why you're like fuck my hand disappeared and you like wiggle it around and then it appears and after oh. a little while so i think that's the the reason behind that yeah. and so that's really like a platform issue, and if they fix that, it might get better. It might be less annoying to. Yeah. Well, I hope they get on that, and I hope they also add in like some sort of panel of like reminders that's easily that kind of accessible if you're doing hand tracking, so that <laughs> so that we know like, hey, I need to recenter my space, or I need to do this. Like, how do I do it again? Um, because. Obviously, you know, if you're teaching someone a special hand gesture, telling them only once is never going to work. So uh, another thing I didn't like regarding the hand tracking in Waltz of the Wizard, and this is uh, again on the t on the topic of like grabbing things. Uh, I couldn't grab anything with two hands, and that felt kind of maddening at times. I don't know why I wanted to hold things with two hands, but it, it j I just did. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't know how else to put it, but. What's an example of a thing that you um, wanted to hold two hands? Uh, I think uh, there was the birdcage and or the large statue. And uh, it was birdcage, large statue. And there was like one other thing that like it just sort of like in my head, it felt inherently correct to grab it with both hands. So, oh, because I, I well, needed yeah, to. That's how you hold. No, yes, yes, yes. But 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 I needed to manipulate it in a way. So like so like grab the birdcage, look at the bottom. Okay, like typically, typically you know you grab something with like one hand and then you just do whatever and you throw it away. But these things like they have riddles on them, so I'm like I'm sort of like like really focusing in on these things and I'm I need to like stare at them for some amount of time. So I'm not trying to just laxadaisically grab something, twist my hand into an uncomfortable position, and then just continue reading. Um, and also, like, I'm using hand tracking. So the, the the hand tracking, I guess, surprisingly, like, erased this, like, point of abstraction in my head that, was say, that would say, like, just grab this with one hand and then, like, you know, move it around. And I was actually like, oh, 
this is a big unwieldy object. Let me let me try to hold it with two hands, which may also improve the tracking because again, all these things were kind of like not a hundred percent, you know, there. But anyway, the big problem was like whenever I would try to grab something with my other hand, the other hand would just take control of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can only have it was only ever like this hand is holding this object, like just don't hold things with two hands, and that felt kind of odd to me when I was holding bigger objects. Do they do that with the the spear? The spear weapon? spear spear spear. In the the, the, cat? the cat vignette. Uh yeah. Yeah, I think I I think it was one hand. I only? think so. Uh don't don't hold me to account on that, but I will say I think so because just everything else was working that way. I'll I'll give it a pass on I'll give hand tracking a pass on this because it's really more of a like app level uh implementation thing yeah. than a fundamental limitation. But it's, yeah, it's a good example of how using hand tracking the user is naturally going to bring in even more expectations that it works like how their hands actually work in the real world, which means you have to do even more work to make things, you know, intuitive and, and not confusing. Yeah. Something, uh, just a random small thing that was pretty cool. I don't know if it's still working to this day, but uh, the the hand tracking combined with some of the gameplay sort of taught me how to snap better which is awesome <laughs> yeah i wasn't uh i wasn't at all or barely able to like actually use my fingers to like snap it's just something that i uh like i tried as a child but never picked up and a- after like after seeing the gesture and trying to do it over and over again to make it register with the headset i like I could actually, because I didn't have headphones on, I could actually hear myself, like, my real hand, like, making the snapping sound from the gesture, which was, like, super cool, because, again, I had never, like, actually snapped. Um, Have I tried it since then? Like, yes, and I'm getting... Can you try it right I, now? I did. I literally <laughs> just tried it right now, but my hands That's are awful. too sweaty to produce the sound, because it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a hot day and I've got the window closed for the <laughs> for the sake of our audio. But yeah, that was just cool. That that I think was like it's one of those if collateral damage from me playing a game using hand tracking is me learning a very minor skill that I hadn't known before, that makes my brain think of all the really cool possibilities of new things people can experience and or develop by like playing these experiences and trying stuff out i think the the issue there and really the issue with any sort of like oh we're gonna use specifically use the fact that you are tracking your hands to train you to do hand involved things doesn't really work because so much of the way that we use our hands is uh, sort of like interactive and reactive, right? You're feeling the weight and the texture and the balance of these things that you're touching, um, you know, the way that it, it either holds on to your finger pads or slips off. And like, it's a very dynamic system that you do, un- you build in this unconscious uh, muscle memory. And like finger tracking does not provide any of that. Like it a training app for surgery wouldn't actually train your hands to do surgery at all. Just in the same way that like a training app for like pitching a, like a baseball wouldn't actually train you to pitch better because it's all about how it slips off of your fingers, that kind of thing. Right. But on the other hand, you know, this all came out of talking about snapping the fact that snapping works in this game is really cool because it's a it's a existing gesture and it's like it has unconscious connotations as well and so you can think of like snapping and like clapping and maybe other things that you do with your hands that have meaning and you can directly import that into games right so like you could snap to get the attention of like an npc in the game or stuff like that i think that's there's a lot of value to be tapped there. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think Waltz of the Wizard did a good job of starting the exploration into that. Uh, 
based off of like the examples I provided earlier um, and the information you just gave, like the hand gestures with preconceived notions, they they tapped into that, and in some cases they matched the notions, and in others I think they like took it a next uh, another step. So the hand puppet, right? That's obviously built in. You you like we've done it as kids. We've seen it like growing up either through media or through other people. Um, that is like what you do for hand puppets. Um, and they match that expectation by saying, once you're in this gesture, let's grow a pair of googly eyes on your hand puppet. And now, boom, you have an actual hand puppet. The next spot uh, where we have the preconceived notion almost, but they put it on its head, I guess, is with the uh, rocker fingers, the devil horns. Doing that at a regular orientation, doing that like you're doing like rock on, like devil horns pointed to the sky. I don't think that alters your hand. I'm not too sure. Um, but I, but for sure, when you have the devil horns out and you turn your hands 90 degrees to the side, it's cool to see that evolve into a slingshot, right? Like, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people even like think of that when they make that gesture like mm-hmm. oh if only it was like a little bit longer and i had a string right <laughs> <laughs> um so that's what i mean like that stuff impresses me because because you're taking it you're taking you're almost you're taking an idea either to its logical conclusion which is the finger puppets and even then actually they could have leveled it up by having a little meh 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 sound be produced whenever you open <laughs> your hands um, yeah. Which I do know they're capable of doing because they have a, mu- a musical spell in there that plays different musical notes based on like what finger you're curling. Which again, that's also really freaking cool. Like that's actually an, a, a great use. That spell, that musical spell, is a great use of the hand tracking because it's it's registering each of the individual like inputs. But getting back to what I was saying, just with like the hand tracking and Waltz of the Wizard, they do, I think they did a good job of like meeting your expectations in regards to like what do gestures do uh and what gestures are there available and taking that to the next level with like the devil fingers with putting the musical notes on like individual fingers and um they even uh changed up some of the mini games i think Mm -hmm. like the xylophone uh when you're playing with controllers you use mallets but when you're playing with hand tracking you you use your fingers to play yes yes exactly um some of the other things uh there there's like a bullseye uh in the room that when you shoot it it triggers a shooting gallery mini game and uh Mm -hmm. if you have controllers then a crossbow spawns in the room with you and you use that crossbow to shoot the targets if you're using hand tracking then they make you do the slingshot which sounds like a fun idea and so what i will say is like doing the target range with the slingshot hand proved to me that the slingshot hand is not good as like a primary moment-to-moment mechanic because your hand gets tired of doing the devil fingers like fairly quickly and or it's actually like two things one you're you're holding your hand at like this uh sideways angle which gets awkward after a while you're holding a very specific kind of strenuous hand pose and then you're doing the the repeated action of like the pullback slings and release like slingshot, which like we know arrow, bow and arrow games run into that issue of just repeating that same mm-hmm. kinetic action over and over. Another thing with the slingshot that's interesting is the fact that it extends your fingers. Yeah. Which it's I hadn't really thought about that until I played this game, but that's a very interesting space to experiment with. Is like the body morphing. Like, you know, I can almost imagine a game where, like, you stick a finger onto something in the environment, and then, like, as you pull your hand away, the tip of your finger stays there, but your finger stretches out. <laughs> and then, like, as you wiggle your real finger, your in-game finger wiggles, but it's, it, you know, it either, like, flops around or, or moves differently because it's so long. And then, like, attaching another finger somewhere else in the, in the environment... Once you start thinking about like you can you don't have to map it perfectly one to one. You can you can have a weird transformation where your fingers are controlling some non-finger shaped or sized thing in the environment. I think that's a really interesting space that is almost unexplored. Yeah, I agree. The 
the extended digits are just doing weird things to the hands in general definitely could and should be explored more the tricky thing with that is you know it again it all comes down to the quality of the tracking and then even more so the confidence it 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 depends i guess like you could have like a first person shooter that use well you know quote unquote first person shooter <laughs> you can you can have a shooter in vr where you're literally using finger guns like dude it, oh actually you know what the uh, okay call me crazy but maybe if pistol whip had a finger guns update that could be kind of interesting and funny so instead of having the controllers where you're shooting now you're just like you're literally making the like little finger gun and like pulling or like curling your uh your thumb whenever you want to fire or something like that i would want to see that maybe pause the game when your hands lose tracking oh yeah but that would definitely interrupt the experience i think that points to a current issue which is like you really can't have hand tracking be required for a game that is has penalties for failure especially in the timing of of your actions because it's so easy to lose tracking and then it's just frustrating it's like no i wasn't able to beat this thing because the hardware can see my hands like i still i still have hands yeah. and i was doing the right things with my hands but didn't see them so for now i think we have to limit it i i agree and i think i noticed that the most when i was playing the target practice game using the slingshot hand yep because there's a timer yep there. yeah they, uh, each target has an individual timer and you know it's like 40 freaking targets back to back which by the way like just small note on the gameplay that is way too many targets like holy cow they should have had half the targets <laughs> for that for both of those mini games they take way too long so in summary we've talked a little bit about the two games um and how the hand tracking felt in those and and how we liked how it was used how we didn't felt it wasn't used well enough obviously we've talked about how there's issues with the confidence and and you know occlusion so it could definitely improve on those mm -hmm. fronts perhaps we could summarize uh what sort of games or experiences we think the current hand tracking would be best suited to and maybe as it improves will that shift or do you think it should stay relegated to those areas yeah um personally i you know thinking on it a little bit as came up with a few uh pointers which is like it would be great for casual experiences that are not time dependent um and that where you don't interact a lot with the world um and you don't have to do it in a very complicated way so anything that could be sort of played with a computer mouse almost where you're just like pointing and clicking occasionally um I think it would work really well because it's such a pain in the ass to pick up the controllers after putting on the headset versus just using your hands. So maybe social apps, that kind of thing. But for action games, I think right now it, it fails and it probably will continue to do so in the future just for the reasons of not having haptics, uh, not being as discreet and digital in the way that you can provide intent I don't know. What what are your thoughts? I'm uh mostly agreeing with you with what you said. Um I definitely think hand tracking is not ready for primetime action slash hardcore gaming. Any gaming with a let's say a, a timed or a dynamic fail condition, hand tracking is not gonna be reliable enough in its current phase. I think even when it gets out of beta, it's not gonna be reliable enough. Like I'm guessing it'll need another year or two at least um in order to track fast fast enough and accurate enough for us to want to be able to use it in something let's say as fast paced as like a sorrento or beat saber but for casual games like as i was playing elixir and or waltz of the wizard i was thinking to myself wow this i could see myself actually having an okay time with this if i were playing chess or solitaire on like a flight uh, or, or like, you know, s something that's way more, like you said, casual, way more slower paced. Uh, if there was even like a Final Fantasy tactics game, that's that style. Um, those types of games, I think that could work fine with hand tracking as long as as long as the interfaces are like kind to the hand tracking. 
um, and you just make everything kind of like centric to that, I suppose. So yeah, like casual games, board games, these games are good. And I'm not, and what I'm trying to say is like, not that hand tracking isn't ready for VR. What I'm trying to say is like, more games need to be made for VR. So hand tracking can be like utilized for them. I definitely see hand tracking being like a fair utility for, let's say you want to watch entertainment, right? Like hand tracking for using the Oculus menus or just like sitting down and like uh, reading a VR web comic or watching something in VR. I think hand tracking is going to be really good for that. A good way to put it is anything where the interface is not the experience is a candidate for hand tracking. Yep. Right. So if you think about pistol whip, the interface is the experience that the act of pointing and shooting and that yep. kind of thing. That's what, but like chess, the interface is not the experience, the actual abstract chess rules and the way that those work. That's the, the experience. The interface is secondary. And I think that's like a pretty good heuristic for saying, should this use hand tracking? And, you know, even like the Oculus official documentation says hand tracking complements touch controllers but it is not intended to replace controllers particularly with games or creative tools that require a high degree of precision so like controllers are not going away and with that we come to the end of our current episode of head mounted destinations i hope you had a very magical enjoyable time as matt and i did speaking with y'all today um, again, if you want to try out either of the experiences that we played, Elixir is free on the App Store, and Waltz of the Wizard Extended Edition is $10, last I checked. Uh, Waltz of the Wizard is worth a play. Elixir, it's free. Might as well pick it up. Um, but for now, we're going to get back to our virtual caves. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, please visit headmountedpodcast.com and sign up for our email list to get notified about new episodes. You can listen to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to discuss this episode or suggest future topics, visit our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash headmountedpodcast. If you really love the show and you want to help us out, please follow our Twitter at Mounted Head and Facebook page at Head Mounted Podcast and tell your friends about Head Mounted Destinations. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.